Monday, May 29th. Let's play Hurdle. Today's song is Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many things are flooding back right now. Let's go ahead and get this in there. Glory of Love by Peter Cetera. Oh, my goodness. There's so many things to say here. I don't know if there's one song that brings back so many memories than this song. So any song that I know from age five to like 25, when I hear it, I can almost tell you where I was, who I was with. I can picture the liner notes. If I learned it on guitar, I can see the guitar magazine where I learned the tab. That's just how my mind works with music. This song, as soon as I heard those first notes, and I, notes, and I have not heard this song in a long time, I mean, so many visuals and things popped up because of Karate Kid 2. And I mean, being, I was like six or seven years old when the Karate Kids are out and, you know, every six-year-old boy is obsessed with karate and our generation way more so because of Karate Kid. Karate Kid 2, I mean, this song was its theme. I mean, it just makes me want to break some ice Makes me want to chase down and save Kumiko. I want one of those Japanese spinny drum things. Come on, man. He did the huh at the end. I mean, the the callback. Oh, come on. Okay, so (laughs) let's talk about the actual song. I guess, too, let me just say this. For any young, young people out there, if you were born, especially like after the year 2000, if you really want to know what people were like in the 80s, Just know that anyone under the age of probably 30 in 1985 thought this song was amazing. Amazing. From kids to being played at every prom. We are soft fist pumping, singing every word. It's a good song. Now, it's kind of crazy production-wise because the electric piano here is being used for everything. The bass. The guitars, the horns, all of it is just done on one little Yamaha, probably. So it kind of has a really weird sound now that we listen back, but it was not weird when it came out. So Peter Cetera was in Chicago, the band Chicago. Huge band, a lot of guys, and they had a big horn section. So when Peter Cetera started writing songs to get them his songs as into Chicago and recorded and released, he started using some writers and producers on his own outside of the band because he had a different vibe and sound for Chicago. And a lot of it was he didn't like the horns. He didn't like the horn section that was being forced into every song. So Chicago's biggest songs, and they were starting to get famous, like more famous, were Peter Cetera songs. He's singing lead. He wrote them. His, not team, but group of co-writers and producers produced it. And they don't have the horns. So you got the horn section, a big founding part of Chicago with nothing to do in a couple of their biggest songs. So that's where the tension starts. 
Then Peter Cetera is like, I want to do a solo album. I want to do exactly what Phil Collins is doing with Genesis. I want to have Phil Collins albums and Genesis albums. I want to be Chicago and I want to be Peter Cetera. And that is a really weird place to put a band. You know, there's a local band. I mean, they're not local. They're from here, from Dallas, the old 97s. And I remember when Rhett Miller did his first solo album and it was about to come out. And I went and saw him at the Curtain Club, I think. No, Gypsy Tea Room. Like the opening of his, of Rhett Miller's Instigator album, I think, the green one. One of those songs was played at my wedding. I'm a fan. So I remember Murray, the bass player for All 97s, was like, of course we're rooting for Rhett. But also, if it, if this like solo thing takes off to a certain extent, is it also at the demise of the old 97s? Like, how do you, you know, it, you want him to do well, but, and for Rhett Miller, where he's different than Peter Cetera, in my opinion, probably a lot of ways, Rhett, but <laughs> this one is, he was like, I have all these songs. He's a songwriter. I have all these songs that are not old 97 songs. So it's perfect for a solo thing. And when you listen to Rhett Miller's solo stuff, you're like, yeah, those aren't old 97 songs. Those are Rhett Miller songs. Peter Cetera did not do that. So one, he started writing songs, and he had this song. And he got those same writers, same producer from some of the Chicago stuff. And they they made this song, and they actually did it for Rocky IV. That's the rumor that it was turned down for Rocky IV. So now they had this perfect movie song. Even I mean, that bridge is so good. What is the bridge? Like a night in shiny armor. From a long time ago. And then it's like, take it to my castle far away into guitar solo. I'm telling you, I listened to this whole stupid song for the ending harmonies on the last chorus. Living forever, living forever, knowing together. I mean, it's so good. I'm going to listen to it as soon as this video is over, just for the final chorus. Sorry. So Peter Cetera is doing this song. He's got this song finished. But here's what he did. Not only did he make the exact song with the exact team that Chicago was doing, but when he was with Chicago, he was not having horns in any of the songs, which was making Chicago very mad. So when he broke out to do this first one on his own, he put in horn parts. And to be even a little bit more twist of the knife, he did them on a synthesizer, like an electric piano, like he just did the preset for horns and added horn parts to this song, like prominent horn parts. So now Chicago's like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. One, you're taking this song, it went to number one, it gets the Karate Kid movie, it's off and running, Peter Cetera's household name. But when they heard, heard those horns... That's when Peter Cetera is like officially out of Chicago. He's like, you're dead to us. Which, you know, it kind of makes sense for both sides. Peter Cetera really wanted to be his own star, not in Chicago. And to his point, the biggest Chicago songs at the time were Peter Cetera songs. So, you know, ego's a funny thing. And then Chicago's did just fine revamping and grouping and moving on as Chicago. But I always thought that playing the horns and not hiring like a horn section, but just doing it on a piano, oh man, 
That's a bold move. He knew what that was doing. That is burning a bridge, 100%. That is, I'm not going back to Chicago, and here's how I'm going to tell him. <laughs> oh, man, a trip down memory lane. I mean, I, I don't want to admit that I sang this in a voice recital at some point in elementary school because I don't know if I did live on stage because the other king at this time is Richard Marks. And I know I did a Richard Marks right here waiting as a voice recital. And you're thinking to yourself, but you couldn't sing. Absolutely correct. I could not, even as a child. It didn't stop me. But Peter Cetera and Richard and Richard Marks, it's really funny. I have a Richard Marks shirt and then like I'll wear it back to back with my Pantera shirt because Pantera to Richard Marks is kind of like my that's the arc of my musical taste growing up right there. That's what I try to explain to people. Man, this was a great song, and I'm going to go listen to it right now. All right, see you all tomorrow. You can play Hurdle every day at letsplayhurdle.com, and you can watch us here live on Instagram at Let's Play Hurdle.